This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The down on the docks on the other side of the tracks, dive bar style podcast up and about and surrounding the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to right here on the Odyssey app or hey. Wherever else you're getting that podcast action from, wherever you're downloading it from. Listen, I'm not going to judge you as long as you're liking, subscribing, and again, downloading these episodes. And hey, listen, we like those five-tool baseball players, but you know what we like more than that here on this podcast? Five-star review. So if you feel so inclined, hit us up with that five-star review. Also, if you were over on YouTube, all those same feelings apply as well over there. Make sure you're subscribing. We're dropping all kinds of content. When are we going to drop it? I don't know. We made this pretty simple for you. If you just subscribe, you'll know when this content is coming to you. Also, if you're like, hey, Myron, I'm all right with this podcast, but listen, I want the street cred for wearing the rye bread and mustard, a Mariner's podcast gear. Well, you're in luck. You can get that from at simply.cora. That's at simply. Dot Cora on Instagram or Etsy. Also, if you are in the Seattle area, maybe even the West Seattle area, and you're listening to this in the morning here on Friday morning, and or maybe even in the afternoon, uh, and you think you can make it over to the Admiral's Pub, we will be there checking out Tom Hutler. That's Mariners PA announcer Tom Hutler, the man that's been holding this job down since 1987. Well, he's going to be over at the Admiral's Pub in West Seattle hosting a Seattle Mariners watch party as they take on the New York Mets on Apple TV. And I've already asked Tom. He already answered me. Yes, the Admiral's Pub does have Apple TV, so the game will be played there. So maybe if you're one of those people that's like, listen, I'm not going to drop. If you're like, listen, I am not going to drop $4.99 or $5.99 or maybe it's up to like $7.99 out of principle to get Apple TV. I don't like the broadcast. Well, listen, you don't have to do that. Just head on over to Admiral's Pub. I'm sure they're going to have lots of drink specials. Tom's going to have giveaways. Also rumored some tickets, some appearances possibly. And look, the Rye Bread and Mustard and Mariners podcast will be there hanging out. I'll be bringing some swag. Anyways, if you can make it, come on over and check that out. That's at the Admiral's Pub in West Seattle. Also, if you have not went and checked out Tom Hutler's cameo, head on over to the cameo page. He does a lot of fun stuff. Birthdays, any kind of celebrations, you know, get well, cheer up, you name it. Maybe even bring you up to the plate. You ever heard yourself announced by a major league professional PA announcer, well, this is your chance. Head on over to Cameo. He's got some really nice, fun stuff and some affordable prices. Check that out. Anyways, let's get into today's episode. 
today's episode, like the title says, we're going to focus a little bit in on Teoscar Hernandez and what he has been doing. And it's hard to say this, but under the radar, but it has been under the radar. If your radar is just locked in on what Julio's been doing as he's been making MLB history, hey, it's a really easy thing to do. I could really understand why you haven't realized how crazy of a month that Teoscar Hernandez has and what that has meant for the Seattle Mariners. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about Cal Raleigh, how he's really transformed his season here in the last month. And listen, he's on full-blown big dumper mode right now. We're talking a bit about that. Also, at the time of this recording, Jarek Helnick has now started his rehab assignment for the Tacoma Rainiers. He'll be coming back very shortly. So we're kind of pondering, hey, what is the roster going to look like? Because you, if you're going to add somebody, you're going to have to drop somebody. Yes, the rosters are expanding today. But still, you're going to have to make room. And it's a good problem to have. The Mariners have a lot of depth. We're kind of just pondering over maybe what that will look like going forward. Right now, Mariners fans aren't focused on these individual awards. But we're just kind of talking about it. We're talking about gold gloves. We're talking about Silver Sluggers, maybe some MVP votes, maybe some AL Manager of the Year things might be happening. We're just kind of like talking about that, just something fun also to keep an eye on. Maybe you're a fantasy player, maybe you are into individual statistics. But at the very end of the episode, we are going to play a little excerpt of Tom when he talked to us right before the beginning of the season. I think we're going to play the one where he is talking a little bit about the great Dave Niehaus Hall of Fame announcer, Dave Niehaus. Anyways, uh, this episode was recorded at the Boxcar Ale House in Magnolia in the city of Seattle. And here's a little BTS behind the scenes. The conversation you are going to hear was actually recorded for yesterday's episode, but we had to, you know... Cut it all down, make sure we could get it within the, you know, time restraints that our episodes go out. And look, there was a lot left on the chopping block. Anyways, we cut that out and said, hey, you know what? We got a whole nother episode, so that's what's going on today. So I better shut the hell up and get out of the way so you can enjoy the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast that's going to start. How about now? Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. talked about it tay oscar tay oscar hernandez if you don't have julio he's possibly the al offensive player of the month i mean this guy's playing out of his mind right now especially at the plate uh, he's been incredible hitting you know he's still chasing here and there but he's just the most incredible player ever you can be so frustrated one minute with him chasing but the next minute he's coming up with clutch hits i believe he has like seven home runs this month he's been he's just been great He's come through in the clutch. and t I mean, it was a huge home run early on. Like I mentioned, down 3 nothing. He felt deflated. Uh, and he got you right back in, in it with that big swing to get you tied. Yeah, that, that play at the plate, the throw to the plate, definitely 
turn the another tide, big moment. Yeah, turn the tide to everything. I do feel like the difference besides besides Julio just going on this record run. Julio's also played just like lights out in the field. Tails, you know, has his moments. He's had his moments defensively where, you you know, it's more of the balls that are in the air behind him the, and his routes uh, that you're a little concerned about or the ones towards the wall. But, man, he has a great arm. He's thrown a lot of guys out at, ba- at, the, at different bases this year. And you mentioned he got behind that ball today, uh, made a, just a perfect throw one hopper to Cal. Uh, it's, it's, it was a big Big, big moment of the game. Uh, Oakland would have gone up by two runs if he had scored. And the innings would continue, and the momentum would stay with an Oakland A's team that's always looking for momentum. They're looking for momentum like crack, you know? I have a little project. Well, once again, Edgar Martinez is using Eagle Hardware's incredible selection of brand-name power tools for his latest project. And uh, here's a surprise. Uh, For once, it's not a bat. Oh, it is a bat. It's a light bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything. What I'm trying to get to is Teo Hernandez's month, and we talked a little bit about this, was awesome. He he had a great June, felt like he figured it out, had a bad July. I think he hit 200, had a 2.49, or had a 249 on base. It was, it was, it was pretty rough, but... I feel like a lot of people feel like he's had a down year, but I was listening to JP Morosi and, and he brought something up that Teo Hernandez has literally played as many games as he did last year and was talking so many stats. Um, one of them was home runs. Okay, last year at this time, 131 games. He has 132 games this year, so he's he's outplayed his games played already home runs last year in 131 he had 25 this year he has 23 okay a little bit down last year he had 77 rbis at this point he's got 81 with us his strikeouts are up but this dude has been just carrying the you know the load when julio's not doing it he's been right there they've been batman and robin uh throughout this month he's a scary scary guy in the lineup and this is the teo hernandez when we got him that we were imagining this is the dude this is the guy (laughs) that scared the shit out of us last year in the playoffs we're seeing it right now yeah it's been a nice surprise uh a lot of his struggles we've talked about have been just pitch selection and chasing but yeah he's uh He's right on track, like you mentioned. He's down a couple home runs. I got two words for you, Marine Layer. So let's not worry about it too much. Um, so, but yeah, he's uh, he's going to be key uh, coming down the stretch here. And he's, I mean, just another home run threat, RBI machine uh, come the postseason if you do make it. Yeah, and you know, yes, the strikeouts are there. Like I mentioned, he's up twenty strikeouts basically from last year but he's again last year only played 131 games i think he had some sort of abdominal injury so he's been far more durable i think he's only sat out uh one game i think gino's played every single game and he's sat out one game and the one game that he sat out was literally the game that we thought maybe he was sitting out because he was going to get traded and uh no, after after that point, after the trading deadline, he is 
just been a whole nother person. Am I, I know you use the word surprised. I don't know if I'm surprised of the tear that he's gone on. I'm just, I've been, I've been impatiently waiting to see this and I'm very happy to see this. Oh yeah. I hear you. I mean, the way it was going early on, it, it is surprising to me. He was really uh, struggling, trying to reach and find find his swing, find this, you know, swing at strikes. But, yeah, he's turned it around. Uh, he's a lot more consistent. So, yeah, uh, he has definitely helped this massive winning streak and uh, record-breaking months for the Mariners. That's no question about that. Yeah, he has another month similar, not quite this, but even if it regresses a bit, you're still looking at a 100 RBI season here. Yeah, he's picked up the load for some other guys that aren't don't have the same numbers that they did last year that was on this team. Um, so, yeah, he, he was brought in here to be, you know, one of the guys, uh, Mitch Hanniger, was the guy he was hurt so much uh they were looking for some consistency in the field and the numbers that would come along with that with a guy that's consistently playing and he's given that to you even though it's been frustrating at times he's given you like you the stats have shown and you've mentioned what you've kind of asked for yeah and when he was having these troubles so was everybody so it was kind of one of these things where yeah you'd want somebody like him a veteran to kind of be the guy to throw the rest of the team on his back but i mean i have they say this is the oldest cliche about hitting hitting and hitting is contagious and so is the slumping and the mariners if you look it up in the dictionary they are the best example or definition of that yeah for sure <laughs> there's no doubt they were all for one and one for all at the beginning of the year, the way they played and struggled together. That's, that's for sure. And and you said it right there. Like the key thing with, you know, Hanniger, um, I don't miss him. I don't miss him, you know? And the reason why I don't miss him is because look, number 35 is out there in the field or in the lineup every day. And that's, they, they answered that question right there or they they found their sh solution i should say of just like you said getting that stability every day you can put them in the lineup card yeah you're right hey rob bradford here you guys know i'm always up for a good mvp story and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on the wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazons of the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.
And another guy that turned it around too. I mean, I want to give out some more peaches and cream. Uh, you look at Cal Raleigh. You talk about Julio. Hey, look, he 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 bumped up his his average. What thirty one or thirty five points this this last month? Uh, you think Cal Raleigh did something similar to it? Not only moved up his his batting average by one point, but the nine home runs. He's going up there and just unloading right now. I love him from the left side. Even loved seeing him get one the other day from the right side. We got Cal exactly where we want him right now. Let's just hope he can stay healthy. I think that's the main thing. Uh, playing great behind the play, uh, playing great behind the dish. Uh, you hear about it. They say he's one of the best receivers in the game. I mean, this guy is just turning into something else. What do you think, Ninja? Yeah, Kyle Raleigh's real deal. He's, I think he's going to get better too. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, you know, he's the next guy. I think the Mariners need to sign to that contract. Keep keep that guy around. Yeah, he's a positive guy uh, for that pitching staff. That's his number one role. Uh, you know, you hope to see him uh, improve as far as his selection and his swing and miss. I mean, he's only in his what first real full season. Uh, but, I mean, he gives you the power numbers. Um, he's right there where, where he was last year at this time. He leads all catchers uh, with home runs. So, yeah, you're getting out of cow what you kind of expected, and uh, he can only get better. I agree with that. Yeah, and you say expected right there because there was really, really big high expectations. How he finished last year, and not to mention how he finished, how he played in the playoffs, and on top of that, He's the guy that ended the drought, right? You know, there's a lot on your shoulders. It's not quite like Julio being the, you know, host of your all-star team, uh, the big contract, the, you know, franchise guy. But Cal's, Cal's had a lot of pressure on his shoulders and a lot of expectations out of him too. So I'm really happy to see him answer the call. Yeah, well, then the other thing I like about him is he's tough as nails. Uh, oh, yeah. Last year, he played through that thumb injury. Uh, it was reported that it was nasty. It was gnarly. Uh, people were surprised that he was able to keep going and catch games like he was. Uh, the way he fought through uh, the playoff run. Um, he, he's a bulldog. And, uh, yeah, love having that guy on the team. Yeah, he's definitely got some Thurman Munson captain in him. Uh, about the time where he had the soundbite or the quote or the interview about, hey, we're not a good team right now. I remember watching him down in Anaheim when I was right behind the dugout. And we had lost that series to Anaheim. And he just sat out there on the bench by himself watching – the Angels do their high five, kind of like similar to when you would lose in the playoffs and you don't want to lose, leave the bench or you're soaking it in. And we're talking about a game that was in what, May or June? You know, and th this guy is a gamer. He's grown up around baseball. Uh, not a real, like, huge talkative guy, but when he does talk, it always is impactful and it makes sense. Yeah, he seems to be the one that uh, when their things are going rough, he's the one who's talking, and he, you know, he's the one that isn't afraid to talk to the media and give his opinion with no BS. Uh, 
he tells it like it is. So, I mean, you love that as a fan of having a player have no filter and just tell it like it is. And if we're stinking, he lets you, he, he says we're stinking, you know, he doesn't try to sugarcoat anything. And uh, that's kind of the leader that he is. Fry bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. The Kingdo days, they had a lot of great memories for me. Where were you and what were you thinking when the kingdom was imploded? Uh, I was watching it on TV at home. I know I get flack for this, but I was kind of like in the good riddance mode. <laughs> you like, pressed the button. I would have I would have done it gladly. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Meredith podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, I guess the next question is, um, are we going to call up uh, Kelnick? And who's he going to replace when that time comes? So, well, hey, I would, you would you would think, I mean, it's probably between, uh, I would think it's probably Haggerty. You just never know. I mean, uh, it could be a thing with who has options remaining. Um, he, I would assume he does. We know Mike Ford does not. Uh, we know yeah, Cade Marlowe does. Canzone probably does. But I think um, I'd rather have Agri than Ford right now. Yeah, but you're gonna, yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, you're gonna have to have uh, one of those guys dropped for sure when Kalnick comes up. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. You know, listen, we we can talk about this now. I it, I was hoping when I heard the news, but I was looking at the schedule. I was like, dang, Kalnick misses another series in, with the Mets. <laughs> I've just been waiting for this big breakout series against the Mets in New York, but you know, with Julio at the time of this recording, we're not really knowing what's going on with the foot. Uh, they said that he was going to get it looked at um, after um, this game. Needless to say, we got to keep that guy healthy, but we're also in a dog fight here, but uh, with maybe some of the little bit of wear and tear on all these guys that have been going so hard, it, it is going to be nice to get Jared Kelnick back. And it is going to be interesting going down the stretch, whether they move somebody right now or not. You got Canzone, you got Marlo, you got JK. They're all left-handed. Uh, you got Ford, who's left-handed. You got Haggerty, who's a switch. But they all kind of play the same positions, except for Ford, but any of these guys can DH. Hey, I'm looking forward to watching the competition for that spot. I know it's everybody does everything for the team, but at the end of the day, you got to go with the hot hands down the stretch and hopefully into the playoffs. And that's a good problem to have. The way the Mariners, it seems to me, when they bring guys up, whether it's injury or promotion, they throw the guys in there right away. I don't think they're going to be sitting him. If they, uh uh, right away they could just keep him hitting and getting warm in Tacoma I wouldn't be surprised if that first game he's uh, um, brought up that they throw him in the lineup right away sure they probably will juggle guys with a hot hand and all that but in my opinion of seeing what the Mariners have done uh, I bet you he's in the lineup day one he gets called up I I could hear you on that that day one they probably gonna bring him up of course, when he's ready, and B, when they're like, hey, we need to insert him into the lineup and get something going on right here. I think what they're thinking is he has the highest ceiling. So 
yeah, Canzone's playing good, but if Jer- if Jared Kelnick catches fire, he can really carry a squad too. Yeah. You know, he has a real high he ceiling. He is. He has he has the ability to have those five tools. That sixth tool is the the thing that we're all waiting to see from him. I'm excited to have him come back as a player. I don't feel like. I mean, it's easy to be disappointed in what he did, but also to the end of the day, if he did do what he did, I don't know. I don't know if we're in the same position where we're at either. So it's kind of one of those like uh, happy mistakes from Happy Jared. I don't. I don't know. I mean, uh, if, do we still go on this streak if we have? Jared Kelnick, I don't know. I don't know if we make those same trades. I mean, uh, if you listen to the GM or Jared Apoto, they'll go, that had nothing to do with the trade. I don't buy that for one bit. You needed to get some sort of help in the outfield with Jared being gone. Oh, for sure. No doubt. Um, yeah. I mean, he's going to be, they, like they mentioned today, like I said, uh, Justin said, he's down there. He's healthy. He's fit. He's ready to go. He's down there to get his timing back. And when he gets his timing back, he'll be up. And they think it'll be when they, they return from the road trip. Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, that That's going to be fun. We'll have Jared Kelnick and we'll have Otani. I mean, there was a point in the season, let's not forget, where I remember when Julio wasn't doing well. And the Yankees were coming into town, and they had Aaron Judge's picture, and they had Jared Kelnick's picture as far as the buy tickets, come here, the marquee thing. So, I mean, let's not forget what he did in April, and let's not forget what he did, or was that May? Where, whenever, whenever he had, was in his hot streak, I believe it was April and May. And let's not forget, he was the only one that was hitting in July. You know, Teo had his worst month. Julio was all right. But if you're talking about the three starting outfielders, he was easily having the best month of July until that happened. I mean, I think it's a great problem to have, and it's a great timing for this all to come together. I mean, uh, you can do a lot of things with this. You could have Jared play uh, left, Canzone and right, DH, Teoscar. Or you could put Teoscar out there, DH Canzone. If you like the way and you want to get Jared off his foot for a day or if you don't feel like he's seeing the ball good, you can throw Marlowe out there. He was really hot to the start the season. He's really struggled with his strikeouts lately, and you'd expect that from a young player making his uh, debut. But he gives you really good at-bats as well, too. So it's just a good problem to have to have weapons coming down the stretch in the playoffs. It is. And it, am I crazy? And I'm actually looking this up right now. There is something that said, I believe that Canzone also plays first base, but we have not seen that. So why I bring that up about when we're looking at all these, the Marlowe's, the Jared, which I don't feel like he's part of this thing, but having Canzone be able to play first base is kind of interesting to me. Uh, especially if you want to give Ty France, you know, a blow down the stretch. I know when they put Ford out there, I, I'm not so worried about Ford at the plate, but at defensively, I'm a little like, Ooh. yeah, I've heard the same thing about Canzone. I believe I even heard one of the reporters, maybe it was, 
I don't, I don't remember exactly who it was, so I won't mention it, but th- uh, I think mentioned that he was taking some ground balls. I'm not going to believe anything about it until they put him in a game, and I just don't see them throwing him in a game oh, he, in these tight games he, down the stretch uh, in playoff implications if they don't feel comfortable. Yeah, so until that happens, it means nothing, you know? Yeah, because there's been situations, if you're just putting it on paper, uh, I could just think back to – uh, game two of the Oakland series when uh, Ty France had that uh, contusion on his arm, on his wrist from, from the uh, pickoff throw. Why couldn't you just slide him up, you know, uh, instead of throwing Ford out there and just, just to get a look, you're playing the A's and they didn't even do it against the A's, you know. And so to your point, they're not going to just do that. I know that the Mariners – players will never come out and go okay and right now the mariners are going after you know getting to the dance going after the american league west so it's all about the team it's not about individual stuff i get it i don't really care about it but guess what there are some individual awards that are going to be fun to watch let's just say somebody's listening to this that isn't a mariners uh fan they're an angels fan uh, they're an Oakland fan. They'll maybe looking for a new team. Right now, there's a possibility that, A, maybe you could have somebody in the Cy Young race going down the stretch. B, uh, maybe, depending on what happens with Otani or doesn't, uh, somebody getting else getting some MVP votes. We also got a third baseman that possibly could be up for a gold glove. You got a catcher who possibly could get a silver slugger. And let's not sleep on uh, Ty France. He's got 999 fielding percentage. Which one of those do you think is going to be the most fun to watch? If you can hypothetically take yourself away from the Mariners going after the American League West, which I know is literally impossible, but at the end of the day, maybe you're a fantasy player. Uh, What do you think about this, Hannah? I would probably go that I think are locks would be uh, one Julio for the Silver Slugger. And he was not leading the league in hits. He was behind by some 30, some almost 40 hits. And now he's leading the league in hits. So I would say he's a good, has a great chance, raised his batting average some 40 points, has a great chance to win the Silver Slugger probably the gold glove. And the one I really hope for the most is Eugenio Suarez winning the gold glove. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ninja. I say, uh, Scott, Scott service deserves it this year. He's done a really wonderful job. And I also probably say Manny acta third base coach of the year. I didn't know there was a third base coach of the year. Uh, uh, we also could see, we also could see, uh, Pete Woodworth getting, um, you know, coach of the, the year. Again. Yeah, the Golden Arm coach of the year. Yeah. Uh, a lot of individual stats, especially it's just so interesting just, just with the, the way they've bounced things back. I mean, going back to the All-Star game, it was like, oh, who's going who's gonna to be the Mariners All-Star? I guess we got to have Julio in there because, you know, he's the star. But, uh, yeah, Castillo – you know, had a great start to the season. Didn't middle of the season. He wasn't all that 
you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, I guess he was all-star. And Kirby, too. Like, it was like every time we were like, that's going to be the guy. We never could cling on to anybody. And I think we even said, hey, at this time, we don't feel like we have all-stars, but maybe we have some silver sluggers. Maybe we have some MVB candidates. Maybe we have some Cy Young candidates at the end of the year is what it's all about. Just saying that. Just kind of saying that. Like going, yeah, this could happen. And wow, we're looking at it. It's it's starting to form. Bryce Miller, rookie of the year. Far-fetched. Far-fetched. But go ahead, Hannah. I was going to say, maybe it's far-fetched, but quite an accomplishment for him. um, Getting his 100th strikeout, third guy in a row. And Logan, uh, Kirby, and now him. What a fantastic job the Mariners have done at finding these guys, developing them, and turning them out. It's incredible. And before we get out of here, just one more reminder. We will be at the Admiral's Pub if you're getting this in time. We will be at Admiral's Pub at 4 o'clock. And yes, they do have Apple TV. Tom Hutler will be there hosting his Mariners watch party. With that being said, I know Hannah ain't here. So the way I think we should roll out this episode is listen to a little clip from our episode with the great Seattle Mariners PA announcer, Tom Hutler. Hope to see you there. And we'll be back on Monday with a wrap of the Mariners Met series. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, here's some Tom Hutler. Oh, I just wanted to hear any like uh, good stories about Dave Niehaus. Mm. You know, if you have any like stories you could bring up, yeah, share with the crowd. Well, first of all, he was he was as good as it gets, and um, was very gracious to me, and. You know, he suffered just as much as the fans did. Yeah. You know, it was... We could tell. It, it was apparent. I, I was talking to this, saying this to somebody the other day about Rick Riz is perennially upbeat, optimistic. Yep. The sun will come up tomorrow, if not, like, in, in an hour. And so, <laughs> and, you know, so Rick is so, you know, very, very optimistic. And Dave would let it kind of... He, you know, he he kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve during a game. It's like, you know, if somebody made a mistake or gave up a, you know, bases loaded walk or failed to get a bunt down, you know, you could hear it in his voice. He wasn't sugarcoating it, and um, but he was he was so good at making a game that was a blowout loss <laughs> sound like it was the most important game in the world. Just the way he would talk about maybe the fact that they'd gone to the you know, World War II museum or some some something oh, yeah. that was in the city they were visiting or even just down in Arizona during spring training about something they did during the day. He was just so good at weaving stories and making them, you know, part of the game, even though they weren't part of the game, it was more of a way to just keep the listener interested. And I, I think there's an art to that that, you know, a lot of the guys today don't have um, that, that certain... Uh, flair for that. And the storytelling is now it's a lot of a lot of numbers, a lot yeah. of analytics. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, some of the stories I probably wouldn't be able to tell uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and get away with it. But um, he he definitely was colorful. He was definitely um, uh, you know just a great family guy. His wife Marilyn and their kids and. Um, 
Marilyn and I are Facebook friends, so she'll always make a comment on like my grandkids or something like that. But um, when he <clears throat> when he passed, it hit me really, really hard. Yeah. And okay. Kevin Kremen, who's the longtime producer and engineer for the broadcasts, you know, he was with Dave through the whole the whole shooting match, and um, it was tough for guys like Dave, uh, like Kevin, who you know they were like partners, business partners. Kevin Kremen. Yeah, Kevin Kremen. <clears throat> for seven months out of the year. Yeah. So um, that became like their second family for all those guys. And so, and Dave was, you know, uh, so well respected in the business by other um, broadcasters and other teams. So you could tell that he had, even though he was working in a smaller market, that he was definitely big league all the way. By the way, he, you could see him treated. I'd, in, I think it was 2002 through 2006, I was at Como Radio, and we had the broadcast rights for those four to four or six years. And so I had to go down to spring training and cover the team during spring training, which was great. But I'd get to sit in the booth with him because I wasn't doing the public address announcing there. So I'd get to sit in the booth with him during the game, and then once the starting pitcher got uh, taken out, I'd go to the clubhouse and get some audio with them. Um but, uh, you know, it'd be uh, guys coming in that were not even on the roster and numerically, and it's like guys coming in to pitch, and they're like, yeah, well, they got, you know, 72. Now John Jones coming in, and he turned the mic off, and he goes, who the hell is this? <laughs>